Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. I am your host, Neek, and my main man, Mr. C, better known as Chuck. What's going on, man? Not too much, not too much, Neek. <clears throat> I, I guess it really hasn't set in. I, I feel I don't, I don't really had that feeling like a recovering addict, like you see on the movies, like L.A. Law, Law and Order, and uh, CSI, uh, New York, CSI. Uh, wherever else, wherever the hell they is, CSI is at right now. I don't see, I don't feel like you see in those shows that withdrawal the addicts go through. You know, when they be shaking and vomiting and, <laughs> and just all on the floor rolling around because uh, that withdrawal is called withdrawal, Neek. And I thought at this point in time, I would have that football withdrawal because it's been, what, almost a week and a half? Mm-hmm. Since the last, since the last bit of football we're gonna see for a very, very long time, and by very, mm-hmm. very long time, <clears throat> I mean uh, <clears throat> five, six months. Very long time, me. But I, 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 I'm not experiencing those symptoms yet. I hope I won't. But you know what, Nick? I think was was helping me in my addiction to keep me from. Being with, have been going through the withdrawal centers is that we get to talk about football today, that we get to discuss with all the action that's going on and upcoming free agency period with the draft coming up. It's just so many things to talk about, Neat. And I know we're going to get into some of those things today, like about who got dropped off in the past couple of days and what moves um, we anticipate teams might do in the upcoming free agency. So, uh, so yeah, Nick. So I I am an addict. My name is Chuck from the Nick and Chuck <laughs> Show. I am an addict. Uh, I am eight days sober right now. Seven <laughs> days sober. However long ago the Super Bowl was, and I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So you went on ahead and admit that you're a football addict, and um, you know what? I'm right there with you, man. Let's hand in hand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let's walk that out all together. Let's put them hands up together. And I myself, Neek, is also a football addict. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we know America, we just want to clear the air on that. I mean, we, we love you guys, man. We we really do. We love you fans, new fans tuning in our show every week. Because you guys love us, man. I hear people talk about it, man. You know, I'm a coach and all the coaches say this past week, they said, man, Neek, you and Chuck, y'all just went off last week on Terrell Davis, man. But we, we needed to hear that. We needed that, you know. So we love fans that we can feed you that hunger, the real truth, you know, that 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 the TV is that work. Yeah, 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 that fire. 
you know, that they don't want to, you know, uh, uh, portray, you know, actually get the information out to you guys because that's what we do. You know, that's why we are Neek and Chuck, you know, the player and the scholar. And we break it down the best we can. And, you know, so, hey, and the beautiful thing about us, you know, fans say, Nick, how do you guys do it, man? Where do you get this information from? I mean, you guys actually freestyle this stuff. I mean, yeah, man, we just good, man. We just good like that, you know? So I don't have no uh, intern in the studio passing me notes and stuff, cue cards. I'm not reading off of none of that. It's just that hot fire just coming out straight off the dome. <laughs> but on that note, fans, I know we have to apologize. I mean, our show from here on out is actually, well, until we get to the draft and free agency preview show, but you know, next few weeks, it's going to be half an hour. I know some of you feeling, oh, not half an hour. Damn, I was waiting on a good 45-minute show or an hour show. I mean, we did that last couple of weeks for you. But for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be half an hour. But like I said, uh, when we get down to the free agency preview show, which is going to be that, I think it's the second week of March, we will definitely have an hour show for that and get you guys set and ready for the NFL free agency 2017. But anyway. You know, there was some news, man. Uh, actually, I was going to start with my team, but there was actually some little small news. A lot of people really don't know much about this player, but uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars do because they went ahead and inked a defensive tackle, Abry Jones, to a four-year, $16 million contract extension with the Jags. Um, he's been with the Jags for the first four years of his career. They opted to reward him with an extension after just recording 32 tackles during the 2016 season. But, man, I'm going to tell you, Chuck, man, you look at that Jags defensive line, there is some nice young talent. You had the rookie, Yannick, out of uh, uh, Maryland last year. He had eight sacks. You got Malik Jackson. Now, you know, you just signed Jones to a four-year contract extension. And then you have some Derek Marks still to go along with Tyson Alulu. And then you have the rookie from last year, Sheldon Day, out of Notre Dame. There's a lot of nice young talent on this defense line, also in the front seven as well, with, you know, Telvin Smith and Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, and and uh, Tayshawn Gibson. So there's a lot of talent on this Jags team. But, you know, we, we'll touch on the Jags down the road, man. We ain't going to spend all the time talking about the Jags. But, you know, so, hey, Abri Jones got an extended four-year deal. Hey, so they kept him home. They kept him in Jacksonville. So let's see if he – can step it up a little bit. You know, Jones, man, I need a little more out of you, man. Just 32 tackles, man, that's it. Come on, man. You got to give me a little bit more, man. You got extensions. So at least put up two two or three sacks in there on that stat sheet next year. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you talked about this Jacksonville defense. They have talent. They have talent across the board. I mean, you left out the secondary, and the secondary, as we know, is very talented. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, the rookie, uh, played solid. Very, very solid last year. Very impressive for a rookie. He's only going to get better. Didn't put up incredible numbers, but he did very, very well for a rookie. Then you got your boy Prince of Mukamara on the other side. So there's some talent in that secondary. It's just talent all over that Jacksonville uh, defensive side of the ball. They need to improve, though, on stopping the run. Uh, but, you know, that's what the offseason is for. They go out there and maybe they – you know, pick up some pieces in the free agency or go in the draft and continue to build with that talent. And hopefully one of these days, <laughs> one of these days they go, their talent is going to reflect in their record because mm-hmm. it hasn't done that in a very, very long time. I can't even remember back when Jacksonville was actually remotely good, but they have talent. They just got to be able to put it together. They got to get great coaching uh, and continue to build. But this is a good, you know, they re-signed at one of their own players. 
So that's a good thing because they they believe in the guy. They want to keep him on the team, and that's good for other players on the team to see. And you know what's so funny is that last time where they were good when it was when Tom Coughlin was there. I mean, Jack Del Rio had that one good year, but really when the Jags were really good was when Tom Coughlin was there. But guess what? Tom Coughlin comes back around in the general manager kind of role. So, hey, you know, we'll see what Tom Coughlin can do, man. I think he's going to go out here and add some good pieces to this team. But speaking of Tom Coughlin, because I'm going to make a little segue here, and I think this guy's name I'm about to mention, he could end up in Jacksonville within the next couple weeks. So, now, the late-breaking news yesterday, um, my Giants, my G-men, made some big news. They cut wide receiver Victor Cruz and running back Rashard Jennings. The Giants saved $10 million with the release of these two players. We all know that Cruz is 30 years old and was a great success story with the Giants. Went from an undrafted free agent to a Pro Bowl player and to a Super Bowl winner. Cruz carried a $9.4 million salary cap hit for the 2017 season. He did set a franchise record in 2011 for over 1,500 receiving yards. But he missed 26 games over the 2014 and 2015 season. With uh, Actually, the first injury he had was with a torn patellar tendon and then with a calf surgery. But this past season, he did was actually he was healthy for the full 16 games, and he had 39 catches for 586 yards and a touchdown. So with that being said, man, Cruz, $9.4 million is what he was due this season, but he only had 39 catches for 586 yards. So fans have asked me the last day, well, actually today and a little bit of yesterday, they said, Nick, man, how you feeling about this, man? You losing the salsa. There's no more cha-cha in New York. Oh, there's still some cha-cha in New York. You know, it's in other places. You know, there's a lot of cha-cha going on in Broadway. <laughs> there's some good Broadway hits. But Victor Cruz, man, you know, and Chuck, I know you're about to get in here because I already know what you're about to come with. But, you know, Cruz was a good success story, man. He had a great run with us. Like you said, man, he got a Super Bowl ring, did his thing. Um, I kind of wish we could have got a, you know, actually uh, renewed his contract or cut him and brought him back. But then I kind of looked at it again, you know, Sterling Shepard, who we drafted last year, he had eight touchdowns for us, and he played the slot role, which is where Victor Cruz does his damage, which is where he excels the best in that slot receiving role because this past season we had him on the outside. So when you kind of look at that, some people think Victor Cruz could be done. I'm not going to say that because, you know, this was his first year off the injury, you know, actually come back. So, I mean, 39 catches, not in the slot role, which is where he needs to be. You know, so on the outside, you know, he struggled a little bit. So, with that being said, when I look at where he could go, he needs to go to a team where he can be be that slot guy. You know, I think a team like the New England Patriots would be a good fit. Um, I don't know if they're going to cut Damian Mandola this offseason. You never know what the Patriots do, man. You think one player set on the team, he actually gets cut. <laughs> we thought Jamie Collins was going to be good. He actually got cut. I'm thinking Dante Hightower is going to be there, but he might get cut. Because that's what the Patriots do. If you're not Tom Brady, man, your job's not safe on the Patriots roster. I mean, that's just really pretty much plain and simple. But it's a work of beauty, man, what they do in New England. But also, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars could be a good fit for Cruz. Because, like I said, you look at the receiving core, very young. I mean, this past season, they were inconsistent. I mean, you had injuries with the Allen brothers. I mean, Marquise Lee was pretty much the best receiver on this team. And then I'll tell you another team to watch out for. 
Carolina Panthers. They need another receiver. They definitely do. We already know about Benjamin again, but I think Cruz can come in there and play that slot receiver role be good. But there's also been some news I heard out today. Little rumblings is that the Denver Broncos are interested in setting up a meeting to get Victor Cruz in there. And when you think about these Broncos, you know you got Sanders. You know you have uh, Demarius Thomas. But who's that slot guy? Who's that third wide receiver? It could be Victor Cruz. So those are some of the teams I'm thinking about. Chuck, I know you want to get on here because I already know what you're about to say, man. A little too late. <laughs> so go ahead, man. Let, 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 me, let me hear your breakdown of this Cruz, man. Actually, I'm going to switch it up on you a little bit. First of all, let me ask you this question. Why why did you want why would you want Victor Cruz back? Well, at first I thought about it because, you know, actually that's true, man. That's a good question because I was thinking to myself, I said, we already have our slot guy. We have two small receivers. I mean, Odell's not, you know, he's not too small, but we need a big play guy, and that's what hurt Eli all last season. So I thought if we can bring him back on a discount, then maybe. But then again, I started thinking about where we going to play him because Shepard, like I said, he's a slot guy, and that's where Victor excels. So there's really no spot for him. Okay, so you don't want him back. No, nah, I'm good now. I'm good. Okay, all right. I just had to double check because I don't see why <laughs> any reasonable person on the face of the <laughs> would want this guy uh, in terms of being a Giants, why they would want him back on this team. I've been harping on this dude for the past two years, two, three years. Um, I'm not going to get back into it. People go back, listen to the old shows. I think he cared more to, more about his celebrity than actually playing. But, oh, he was injured. He was, he was, he was injured, and he was doing his best. He was working hard to come back on the field. Okay, whatever. In my opinion, I think he loved more the off-the-field stuff than he did on the field. Now, I could be totally wrong, but, you know, I just go off of what people do. And, Chuck, and you're not wrong I saw because you know why? You, Chuck, you're not wrong. You know why? Because he went down to South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went down to South Beach with your boy the week before a playoff game. Yeah, it was their off day. It was their off day. But then you come back and then you stink it up in the playoff game. So, obviously, going to South Beach and having fun was meant more to you than preparing for your upcoming opponent. And, yes, it was their off day. But what great players don't do work on their off day? I I guarantee you Ray Lewis, when they've done that, he's a champion. I guarantee you Tom Brady wouldn't have done that, and he's a champion. But the wide receivers of the Giants feel that they're above that. They could take that day off, not study football, just step away from the game, whatever, and then come back and play and be fine. And they found out that they was wrong. They was dead wrong, and it cost their team. If I was a, if I was a, a member of that team in another position, I'd be, I'd be pissed off at them dudes. I'd be happy to see Victor Cruz go. And a couple other of them dudes that was down there on that boat. But a couple other of them dudes on that boat are very talented, and they still produce. So they can come back next year. Hopefully they learn a lesson, and uh, they learn, and they learn and grew from it. But as far as Victor, Victor Cruz go, whatever, man. You know, kick rocks, dude, because, he, you know, if you go to his Twitter page, every tweet is trying to sell you something. Every tweet is trying to sell you something. And that's cool. 
he's trying to provide for, you know, his family. He's looking off his brand off the field. That's cool, man. Congratulations to you. The Giants, they made a great move by releasing him. They should have actually they should have released him like two years ago. But, you know, two years, too late. Whatever. Don't matter. They finally learned their lesson, got rid of him. In terms of what teams mm-hmm. should That's pick what I was him up. Mm-hmm. In terms of teams we should pick him up, in my opinion, not not no teams. Like Victor Cruz to me is done. It's done elite. Maybe he can go out there and pr- and produce and get you three or four hundred yards. But at what price? But at what are you paying him? You got to pay him the veteran minimum for something you can get from a younger a younger player with more potential. He's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna be taking minutes from other people. So the only reason to bring in a Victor Cruz is that you are starving at wide receiver. I mean, you have nothing on that right. You may have one wire, one dude that could play in NFL, and the rest are junior uh, JUCO players or community college players or something like that. Nothing against community college. But R is a veteran team that is on the cusp. Even then, if they're on a veteran team on the cusp, why well, bring this dude in? He had two touchdowns in the past two years. Only 900 yards in the past two years. Like, there is no reason to have this guy on your roster to take up the spot of a younger guy, a younger, more talented guy with a brighter future. There is no reason. I, I don't see it. So I don't see any team going after him. But as we know, not all coaches in the NFL are smart coaches. So some dumbass will probably bring him into camp. And, okay, their team is their team <laughs> probably going to be crap anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. <clears throat> I'm just hoping it's not. I'm just, okay. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping it's not my team. <laughs> That's all. I'm yeah. just hoping that Bengals don't bring this dude in, in the, under any circumstance. Hey, it could be some salsa in Cincinnati now. Salsa. Nah, right, cool. anyway. We don't need no salsa in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> we we got sweet spicy chili. We don't need no salsa. Hey, you know what, Chuck? Though, man. If Cruz came to Cincinnati, you know who he had to go and get, man. If he came out on that field, you already know who he had to make that phone call and go and get. Let me go ahead and hear it. Go on and Gotta get him. Yep. Go on and Gotta get him. Get... Mm-hmm. <laughs> go on and wake him up. <laughs> but, all right, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Rashad Jennings, the 31-year-old running back, uh, led the Giants with 593 rushing yards this past season, but only averaged – 3.3 yards per carry. With Jennings' released fifth-round draft pick of last year, Paul Perkins is the Giants' number one back. The Giants were 29th in NFL in rushing yards <clears throat> and 30th in yards per rushing attempt last season. So, Char Jennings, man, you know, we appreciate your three years with us, man. You know, but that 3.3 yard per carry, I'm sorry, man. You, you got to go, man. 31 years old. I'm sure it's another team pick you up. Green Bay probably can use you, but Hey, good time in New York, man. We we appreciate your service. All right, let me ask you this, Chuck. Let's get, let's get into this, man. We know the draft is coming up. There's two teams that actually have two first round draft picks, and if you were the Browns and the Tennessee Titans general manager, what would you do with both teams? With both of your teams having two first round draft picks? Now, let me just go through some of the needs, man. Let me just start with the Titans. You look at the Titans. We know they need a number one wide receiver because when you look at that roster, we know Delaney Walker, he's getting a little long with the tooth. He's a tight end. We already know he had 800 yards receiving last year, seven touchdowns. Todd Sharp, 
41 catches as a rookie, 522 yards. Rashard Matthews, 65 catches, 945 yards, and nine touchdowns last year. And then Kendall Wright, who's been <laughs> the former first-round wide receiver from Baylor. He's been a serious disappointment. And I can't hate on maybe his production. I'm thinking maybe you look at the Titans and say, who's been a quarterback? But, hey, I'm sorry, man. Kendall Wright, Titans ain't bringing you back. So we know they need a number one wide receiver. They also need a strong safety because they have uh, Jamin Stafford and Rashard Johnson are both average uh, players. So that's just a little bit of who I think the Titans need. So, Chuck, let me just start with you, man. If you was the Titans general manager, we know the Titans, um, they are picking, let me see here, they are picking number five in the first round, the fifth overall, and they are also picking at 18. So if you were John Robinson, I mean, yeah, John Robinson, the Titans general manager, what would you do with these two first-round picks, man? Well, this, the Titans need a lot of help. I mean, even though they were 9-7 and seven last year, they played in a, a pretty crappy division. Those nine wins, a lot of them came – well, actually, only two of them came from the actual division. But their schedule last year, you know, it, it wasn't the hardest. It wasn't the easiest either. But there's a lot of room – for this Titans team to grow. <clears throat> Offense made a lot of progress last year. You talked about having that number one wide receiver. I think that's important. I think that running game is there as long as DeMarco Murray is healthy. Uh, continue to, you can always beef up that line. That's a given. But in that first round, that's something I don't see anybody out there that you, that you really want to go and spend that first round pick on that will make an immediate pack, you know, that top, uh, would you say their first pick was number four, number five, number five, number five. Yeah. I don't see a lineman out there worthy of taking that number five. So you got to go to the defensive side of the ball. Look on what, you know, what are our needs and what can we improve on the defensive side of the ball? And obviously the main thing that sticks out is that passing game. They did very well against the run last year, but that passing game, they stuck up the joint, something awful, as we know, uh, one of the McCourty brothers, he he was a little he's a little too weak there in that corner, and your boy Bryce McCain wasn't really holding it down the other corner. And then that pass rush, obviously, you know the corners can't be completely at fault. You got to get some, you got to get some pass rushing. You got to get some pressure on the quarterback. So at the three four running a three four defense, this makes it a little bit difficult. You can't go out and just get that that big stud like uh, Jonathan Allen from Alabama. I guess he could be a 3-4 end. I guess people project him as a 3-4 end, but shoot, I, I would love it. I think he'd play 4-3, and I think he'd be even, you know, he could be great at that position. Um, you know, the other defensive ends out there, your boy Miles Garrett, he's going to be long gone by that point. So then you move back, look at linebackers, any linebacker out there. I think Ruben Foster is going to be a great, a great, uh, player, if he's available from the Titans, I would go after him. I mean, yeah, you got you know some talent back there. You know, it's a it's a linebacker position. Brian Arakpo, he put up great numbers last year, but you know, dude is getting a little older. He had double digit sack numbers, but you can never have too many you know rush tight linebackers. And I think Ruben Foster is going to be great. Then you take another step back to that secondary, which. I was talking about was the weakness in this defense that was already a pretty weak defense. Uh, well, not weak defense, but weak against the pass. 
So when you look at who's available at this point, is there a corner out there that you would take at number five? Everybody sold on Marshawn Lattimore. I watched some game tape on him. He has the dude has talent. I seen him get beat a couple of times, but one of the times he fell on it, he fell on the play, got his feet tangled up, but that was because he was in bad position. He's gonna be a talented dude. If he's available, sure, go ahead. Now, a lot of people love um Malik Hooker, the other safety for or the safety from Ohio State. I ain't really sold on the dude. You know, he had one great year. Uh, but supposedly he's a very talented guy. Is he worth that risk at that point in time? Not for me, not for my team. We we have very little room for error. So the only person that's really left is Jamal Adams from LSU, the safety, uh, who's who's got very good cover skills, and he's not afraid to tackle. So obviously I think that would be who you have to go after at that number five. And then what was their other position? They're late in the draft. Uh, 18, number 18. Number 18, okay. Uh, number 18, obviously – Still focus on that secondary, man. Like, if any, uh, you know, or not still focus on that secondary, but still focus on that defense, the side of the ball. You can never have too many pass rushers. Are there any pass rushers available at this point in time? I ain't really studied the people projected to be later in the first round that much, but I know your boy from Missouri, I think his name is Charles Harris. If he's still mm-hmm. available, he's still available. I think he'd be a nice big body, can go on that, that 3-4-D line, uh, you know, like I said, you can never have too many corners. If there's any corners available, go after them. But uh, the Titans are sitting pretty. Titans are sitting pretty. But with having two first-round picks gives you the gives you trade bait. But now you you would want to trade for a veteran a veteran type player that's going to be able to take you a step further. I mean, you were nine and seven last year. You played in a crappy division and you still finished second. So all you need is that one or two people that can that can get you over that hump and get you into the playoffs because that's where you want to be. As we all know, NFL window is very short. You can't just continue to build for the future every single year <coughs> because you'll end up like the Jacksonville Jaguars. The talented, like you said, like Nikki, you always say, they babies, they babies on paper, and they ain't never going to grow up because they continue to build for the future. The game is now. The time is now. You got to go out and get those players that's going to get you over the hump now. So with two first-round picks, if you see a guy out there, you can use it for trade bait, move you know, move into the early second round or something like that, bring, your, bring in a veteran player to help you out at some of your weak points. Uh, that's also an option. But they probably won't do that because this this draft is loaded. I am excited. I know last year the NFL draft, we was kind of cooling on that. That was kind of weak sauce draft last year. Now, nah, this year they got heat up and down the draft, man. It, it's some fantastic players yeah. in this draft, yeah. and I, I am excited. All right. All right, let me go ahead and do the Browns real quick, man, because we only got a couple minutes left, man. I don't like this 30 minutes, man. We we, we got to go back, man. We got to get some longer air right, time, man. I don't it. like this 30 let's minutes. Get to it. All right, get man, to let it. me be Sashi Brown, the Browns general manager. All right, you got two first-round picks. We already know Browns need a lot of needs. Edge rusher, right guard, quarterback, cornerback, free safety, and strong safety. Number one <laughs> overall, you got to take Miles Garrett. I don't see no team trading up for that number one overall pick. I would say go ahead and get Miles Garrett, because right then and there, you add him, you know, you can have him to play along with uh, Emmanuel Ogba, Carl Nassib, and you got Jamie Collins. Browns will have a nice set of trio uh, pass rushers right there. I like that move right there. All right. And number 12, man, 
It all depends on free agency. If the Browns don't make a trade for Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, if they don't do it, I would say at number 12, if you really like the uh, uh, Sean Watson, Sashi, go ahead and take him at 12. If you feel like he's the man, go ahead and pull the trigger. That's if you don't get Jimmy G. Now, you got to get a quarterback. <laughs> so it's either get Jimmy G or go ahead at number 12, take Deshaun Watson. So if they do get Jimmy G, I would say number 12, Browns need a free safety and a strong say Go ahead and get Malik Hooker, who we both know we're not sold on, but he is a ball hawk. Or I would say get the tight end, O.J. Howard, out of Alabama. You pair him up with Gary Barnage, and you have Jimmy G as your quarterback with Terrell Pryor and uh, Corey Coleman. I don't know if Josh Gordon is going to be reinstated. But if you if, if, if Gordon comes back, go along with Howard and Barnage, man, whew, that's, that's, that's not a bad offense. That's not a bad offense at all. So if I'm Sashi Brown, that's what I would do. So yeah, yeah, that's that's not bad. I mean, we all know the Browns <laughs> got a lot of holes, man. It's gonna take more than than the draft, man. They they need to spend that money because you know the Browns, Chuck, they have a hundred and seven million dollars, man. That's ridiculous. Mm, <laughs> so that is. They, they they can load up big time in free agency. So we'll see what Sashi Browns and Browns gonna do. We're gonna see what John Robinson and the Tennessee Titans gonna do. All right, fans. I'm sorry, fans. We got to cut it uh, tonight, man. We're about to go off the air. Can't believe half an hour. I don't like this half an hour stuff, man. I ain't feeling this. You be but all right, anyway, uh <laughs> Yeah, we be all right, B. But anyway, fans, you guys will be all right. But if you miss the show live, you can always go to iTunes, look for the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. And, fans, we will see you next week. We will actually be back on next Wednesday. So, fans, don't tune in next Tuesday. Tune in next Wednesday. See you next week, fans.